I was gonna ask, like, where did you like pull from from this character? But you actually pointed at yourself that this is kind of you. <laughs> she is the closest of any of the other characters I've played to me, ever. Wow. She, I'm a total matchmaker. I'm the only difference is I'm terrible at it. <laughs> terrible. My friends yell at me. Family members too, and I can't stop. And I meddle in people's business, but I meddle because I want the best for people. I'm not meddling to, you know, just because I'm nosy. I'm not nosy, but I just want the best for those people that I love. Today on the show, we are joined with Sheila Omi, the voice of Cinder Lumen in the latest Disney Pixar film, Elemental. Elemental is in theaters this week, and Sheila gives us the behind the scenes look of what it's like to work for Disney Pixar, also how and why she specifically got casted for this role, and many other things. There is so much substance to this short conversation we had, and she is an absolute gem of knowledge talent and experience in the film industry. Before we get into this, a little bit about her history. She was originally born in Iran. Her mother was a poet and her father was a successful philanthropist and the founder and CEO of Iran's largest construction company. But during the wrath of the Islamic regime, her father ended up being on a hit list and her family had to flee the country leaving all her belongings, wealth, and everything and start a new life in the United States. And that's a little context leading into one of my opening questions on life, moving to America, and finding her love for acting. But let's get into this great conversation. Here's Sheila Omi, aka Cinder Lumen, in Disney Pixar Elemental. So great to meet you. Uh, happy release week on uh, such a big film. Like that's got to be exciting, uh, being in a Pixar film. That's such an achievement I'm as an actress. Constantly pinching myself. <laughs> How exciting! Even hearing your voice right now after seeing the screener, I'm getting a little bit of goosebumps. I'm like, oh my oh, god, it's the character. It's in there. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, and um, just to let you know, um, for the intro of the show, I, I. Uh, said a little bit of your bio and history. And I kind of want to know at what age uh, did you move to America? I, we moved here when I was 10 years old. So, and it was at the onset of the, um, the revolution in Iran. And we, we had to, we had to move for our safety. And uh, yeah, so I was 10 and it wasn't until I was 15 that I discovered acting because I went to Van Nuys High School. And I saw these amazing 18-year-old geniuses on stage. And I thought, oh, this is what I want to do. That's so cool. And that answered my next question as well. Um, <laughs> that's that's amazing that it kind of came in your life as like a teenager. And around that time, were you watching like a lot of Disney movies and stuff like that, like growing up? To Growing up, yeah. I mean, who doesn't watch Disney movies all over the world? But never in my life did I think that I would ever be sweeping the floor for uh, a Disney movie, let alone to be a, a voice actor on it. So I'm just beyond thrilled and honored that I was asked to play. Yeah, it's that's such a cool experience. And how did this role come to you? Did somebody come to you with this or did you find like an audition and had to go through that process? I mean, here's why I'm pinching myself constantly. 
I am so honored. I have no idea how this happened, but Peter Son, who is the creator of this show, he's the director and he co-wrote it. Um, he came to me and uh, he came to me because it's a very personal story for him. Uh, he's a son of Korean immigrants and he was looking for someone to play the character of Cinder who made somehow matched his mom oh god bless her soul thank you uh so that was me oh. and um so it, it was just it was just uh I, I so wanted to do a good job for him and for her um you know for her memory and uh uh yeah so he he came to me thank god and we had a beautiful meeting um, I think it was like a five-hour meeting in which we talked and then we went through the entire, so I guess it was an audition. He never referred to it as an audition, but mm. thinking back now, that that's an audition when he has you do all the lines and, and, uh, and I think it was the next day or maybe at the end of it, I don't remember. Um, and I don't remember because to this day, I can't believe it, that they mm -hmm. said yes to me, so... Yeah, but that's extra cool that so you were in mind for the role itself and everything. And uh, even I love the character so much. It reminded me of a nosy aunt I have who's like kind of sneaking in everybody's business. <laughs> and uh, at the Toronto screening, there was a <laughs> <that's you. laughs> at the Toronto screening, there were so many uh, big laughs for that moment and stuff like that. And I don't want to spoil too much oh, of the character story arc and everything, but uh I was going to ask, like, where did you, like, pull from, from this character? But you actually pointed at yourself that this is kind of you. <laughs> this is, I can't believe that she is a little fireball. She looks a lot like my mom, actually, because my mom was round and yummy. Um, and uh, she is the closest of any of the other characters I've played to me, ever. Wow. She, I'm a total matchmaker. I'm, mm. the only difference is, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> terrible. My friends yell at me, family members too. And I can't stop. And I meddle <laughs> in people's business, but I meddle because I want the best for people. I'm not meddling to, you know, just because I'm nosy. I'm not nosy, but I just want the best for those people that I love. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually making me think too. Maybe of this relative I had in mind. Maybe her intentions are good. Like just once in a while, I could find me and my cousins uh, kind of talking trash. But maybe like down the layers of things, she really does care. Like to the next level type of thing. Don't talk trash about her anymore. No. She cares. We care. We meddlers care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cool um, to even like talk to you about this too, because uh, I think like one thing that gravitates uh, people to these certain type of interviews I do, they're creators or aspiring filmmakers and stuff. And I kind of want to know a little bit uh, for them, like your experience of stepping in a Pixar studio and kind of that process. And is it different from other places or just anything? Like so here's the thing, because I live in Southern California and the Pixar uh, studio is in uh, the Bay Area, I haven't been on the Pixar lot yet. So the studios, they would um, get a studio that I would walk into and, and we would do it on Zoom. So I'd see Peter's sweet face. By the way, did you know that the character of Up, that, that little boy in Up, was created after Peter Son's um, likeliness? 
Oh, I had he's no just, idea. He's just everything that's good about humanity. Both him and Denise Reeve, they're so good. Um, anyway, so yes, yeah, so I never... So walking into the studio, it just felt like, you know, because I've been doing voiceover work for a long time. So it just felt like work, except work with really wonderful, yummy people. But it was just work. And it wasn't until I saw the film and I saw that Disney arm. And then the Pixar, you know, the lights that jumps around that I had tears in my eyes. I couldn't believe that's when it clicked that, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, what was your reaction to seeing the character come to life itself? Like well, sitting there in the, the theater and seeing your voice come out of this this uh, fireball. So this, I have to be honest, the um, this show is so visually stunning, first of all. It's visually beautiful, magnificent. The sound is so amazing. The music the voices of these voiceover actors, the woman who plays my daughter, Amber, Leah Lewis. Oh my God, this woody, delicious, warm voice that she has that breaks and it just breaks your heart when it breaks. The voice of Wade, who's played by um, um, Mamadou Ate. What a beautiful voice this man has. The man who plays Bernie. I mean, all of them. Mm -hmm. my, my husband, Bernie. Um, uh, Ronnie Del Carmen. What an incredible voice. So here's the thing. Because my voice sounds different in my own head, I have a hard time listening to myself. And that just doesn't go away. So it was like, everyone's like, amazing. Until I hear myself, it's oh, amazing. But that's just me. And, you know, the actors are very insecure and strange yeah we're so. all our worst our own worst critics <laughs> really i think you got an amazing voice even like i got these new headphones so i'm like this, this is a good good sounding episode those are good you. headphones i wish i had your headphones on those are well, good headphones but no. yeah maybe we'll send you a gift soon but uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's again change it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so amazing like this whole experience and everything and even uh like you mentioned um the other actors too when you make a film like that are you guys in the same room together almost uh going back and forth with the lines because it just seemed like such natural chemistry going on right so that speaks to the genius of peterson as a director because that was the common denominator we were all in the room at different times different months different weeks with peter so peter's the one who's orchestrating our voices to and, and guiding us to have you know, the right energy level and the right intonations to match one another. So that's all his work. Wow. Yeah. Again, bravo. Like um, just being at the Toronto um, screening too, it's just, uh, I, I didn't watch many trailers. I like to see movies blind right now. And like, just uh, I, one thing I didn't expect was kind of um the deeper themes throughout right. the film too, which I think is like really relatable to, different in immigrants moving to North America and stuff like that set in their ways, whether it's just race and culture and, and just a play on that. And just, um, is that uh, something that connects to you as well? Like coming overseas and, you know, it, it absolutely connects to me. Here's the thing. It's a universal immigrant story. It, it's like even different immigrants moving it into any country uh, in the world. It's a uh, very universal 
But as an immigrant story, it so resonated with me because, you know, I'm an immigrant. And um, the um, heaviness that is on, uh, as I was watching the film, it's one thing when you read it and you're doing it, but when you watch it and you see the uh, entire project in front of you, I was so moved uh, about what Ember was going through. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've gone through. I totally relate to that. This... um, feeling that all of us immigrants and children of immigrants have that our family has sacrificed so much for us and it's a guilt and it's heavy and um yeah it's it's tough yeah there was a a lot a few moments uh where the whole theater just kind of broke down and started crying too and, i know i yeah. know and yet it's so funny. I I, I, mm-hmm. I also, I, there were so many points where I'm laughing out loud because it's so funny and, but it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Pixar is just, they're, they're masters. At I was going to say, when I walked out of that theater too, um, I was with my friend, she was smiling and she also was like, oh, I cried three times. I'm like, that's uh, the yeah. Pixar formula. <laughs> they right. got it that's down right. to a science where this is kind of something you got to know when you're going into just like, you got to know, you but I tell you, emotional roller coaster. And I tell you, come out a better person. You mm-hmm. come out a better, and that's their whole message with this film is that how our differences um when when people of different ideologies different anything different elements you come together there's an alchemy that makes us all better Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's so true too even um i come from like a smaller town too and that's this movie reminded me of sometimes the mentality of if you're only around the same people over and over like Mm -hmm. that even though some people can get ignorant to things and people who are different um sometimes it takes an example of change for them Mm -hmm. to change their mind and i find that was another big theme of the movie too which uh kind of hit my heart a bit too with just something Mm -hmm. close to home with me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know we persons we have this saying that when water stays in one area it becomes stale it becomes smelly right wow. that it's that that moving and 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 mingling with different things is what makes you clean and better it just makes you shiny mm-hmm. it makes your brain grow you create new associations in your brain you become a better human being yeah amazing and uh a lot of like like i mentioned a lot of like creators and actors they gravitate to listening to these segments and i just want to know would do you have any general advice for somebody who is an aspiring actor or actress on uh, their journey Mm -hmm. just work at it i promise you the work will pay off because as you're working there's no way that you are not going to be hired if if you don't become really good that's what they're looking for people that are good in this field masters of this field so just master the work any way you can and um and it will pay off. And it's a noble profession. It's a really noble profession. Because I really feel like um, we humans are evolving and how wonderful to see more and more of each other on the screen. It makes us better. You learn more about yourself by watching someone else go through something. So it just takes work. You know, a lot, a lot of actors wrongfully think, oh, I want to be an actor. So what agent should I get? What, um, 
focus on the work and everything will come. Well focus said. Focus on the work and it'll all come. Yeah, amazing advice. And uh, Sheila, I just want to thank you for your time. And once again, big congratulations on uh, the film and everything. And even today, like I know I just had a short time with you, but I felt like I could have asked you a million questions. Uh, just I want to say uh, I admire uh, your career and everything, and um, I'm excited to see what's next for you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure for me, too. I could have talked to you for another hour. Yeah, well, I'm maybe sorry, we'll we'll ca- we'll catch up on your next project. Hopefully, hopefully, can't yeah. wait to see you. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. You too. What a great chat! Uh, listening to that playback put a big smile on my face. This has been such a great experience meeting Sheila and kind of working with Disney and Pixar for the first time. Really appreciated them uh, sending me to a private screening and having the opportunity to be one of the first people in Canada to actually watch this movie. One of the most enjoyable things for me about this series is taking in really good art and having the opportunity to immediately talk to one of the creators or somebody who's involved and just pick their brain as this experience is so fresh in my heart. And I had such a great time talking to Sheila, obviously. If you're watching the video version, you can see the big smile on both our faces and she's just a wonderful soul. Also for more Sheila, you can check her out now on the series Tehran that is now streaming seasons one and two on Apple TV. And she's also in a cartoon titled NOPM Special Forces where she does all the voices, both male and female. And this is something I gotta check out because she's such an incredible talent and I just love her voice. (laughs) I mentioned it during the interview and it's always uh, interesting to hear how much as artists and creatives we're all our own worst critic and that she actually (laughs) doesn't like listening to her voice. But I totally get it. Like right when I'm done editing these interviews, I never listen to them again either. (laughs) But once again, she's such a gem and I appreciated her time. And speaking of gems, we can't leave without thanking all you legends on the Patreon page. Really appreciate you guys supporting the series. And first up, special thanks to Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. The lovely Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio. The wonderful Jenny Potter. The legendary Devin McBride. Ryan frickin' Campbell. My favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want to support the show and have a shout out at the end of every episode, and also watch these episodes early, raw, uncut, uncensored, right when I'm done the Zoom call, I take it and I post it, no edits. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and beyond helping me out. At the end of the day, you can go to bed at night and sleep soundly, knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media. Nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? But with that being said, thanks again for listening. As I'm recording this, I just got another email from Disney setting up another banger of an episode. So you can expect that in a couple weeks if you enjoyed this elemental one and want more content of this style. Until next time, we'll catch you then. Peace.